Father, we just love you so much, and God, thank you that we can have fun in your presence, and God, we just pray that, Lord, as we get into this topic, that, God, you would just speak to our hearts and to our minds, and that, God, we would leave this place changed in Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning, I have the honor and the privilege of speaking on this particular topic that I feel we don't really talk about a whole lot in the church today, and it is the topic of gossip. And we know a lot about lying, we know a lot about complaining and criticizing and all the other types of negative things, but when it comes to gossip, it's one of those things that we don't really feel we do or we kind of sweep it under the rug. And uh, I don't know about you, but when I hear the word gossip, uh, I cringe just a little bit. It's like one of those nasty words, right? Like, you don't want to hear that word gossip. Like, hey, are you gossiping? Like, ooh, oh, no, I don't, that's not a good word. Let's mask it with any other word other than gossip. And maybe you feel you have not gossiped before. So let me help you and encourage you of how much maybe you have been gossiping um, in the past. And I've got a a couple things here that I want to highlight that if you've ever started your sentence with any one of these phrases, chances are you have been gossiping. Here's the first thing. Did you hear? If you've ever started a sentence with did you hear, chances are you've been gossiping. The second one is this. You will never believe this. The third one I think is my favorite. I probably shouldn't say this, but come on, somebody. We all know we've said that in the room one time or another. And then the fourth thing is this. Can you keep a secret? That's the one. That's the, one, that's the convicting one. Like this, hey, don't tell anybody But can you keep a secret? I've got something that I need to share with you. So if you've said any one of these in your sentences, chances are you have been gossiping. And the thing about gossiping is that you don't realize you're gossiping until it's too late. You're talking about a situation and then after the fact you realize, man, I was just gossiping. So it's a hard thing for us to really understand. And I just want to even the playing field right now, right up front, that just because I'm on stage does not mean I've got it all together and I need some Jesus just like you need some Jesus this morning, okay? If anything, I need Jesus a little bit more, okay? Because I'm going through some things and, and I've been studying this thing about gossip for about two weeks. And can I tell you, I have heightened senses now about gossip and what people are saying around me. So I'm like, oh my gosh, gossip, 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 gossip. I was like, can I even say this? I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I don't even know what to say. So it's one of the things that just because I have a title doesn't mean I'm not tempted. Okay? And so I need this just as much as everybody in the room. So I just want to even the playing field here and say we all need Jesus this morning. Amen? But see, we like to disguise gossip with another word. And that word is venting. No, I, I don't gossip, Pastor Joe. I vent. There's nothing wrong with me coming home and venting to my husband or to my wife about what that person did to me on the job. Like, I'm, I'm just venting. There's nothing wrong with that. The other one is we like to verbal process. Like, we like to process out loud, and that's just kind of another form of venting. But we like to say, I'm just verbal processing. The other one is we like to mask the word gossip in the form of a prayer request. Come on, somebody. Now... Now, you know you shouldn't be saying this to an individual, and you know good and well they're not going to be praying for that person. You just want to mask it in a prayer request, and knowing good and well they're not going to pray, but they're going to ask you more questions about that person. Like, can we pray for Billy? Well, what's wrong with Billy? (laughs) 
tell me a little bit about Billy so I can be praying in my closet. You know, like you don't, you're not praying for the person. You, you want to know more about the information. So, and uh, I just want to be clear because somebody asked me after church, like, what if I say to my small group? Okay, well, I'm going to answer that here in just a moment because we need to define what is gossip. Right? Because some of us are in small groups. It's like, well, I legitimately have prayer requests. I want my small group to pray for them. Great, great. So I want to answer it, but we got to define terms, okay? So what is gossip? And I love what Rick Warren said, and it's on the screen here. If you're taking notes, Rick Warren says, it's when we are talking about a situation with somebody who is neither part of the problem or part of the solution, then we're probably gossiping. So if the person you're speaking with is not part of the problem or solution, they're gossiping. So if you're opening up in your small group about a situation that they need to be praying for, they are part of the what? Solution in praying for that particular individual, okay? And some of us may even be saying today, well, listen, we all gossip. We all talk about people. PJ, like, what's the big deal? I mean, we all do it. We're human. It's part of life. And um, I still don't really understand why we're talking about it. I get complaining and I get lying, but what about gossip? Well, let's just see what God has to say about gossip for a moment. Don't take my word for it. Let's see what the scriptures say. In Proverbs chapter 6, this is what the, the Proverbs say. It says, there are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Like the author forgot that there were seven. Like there's six. No, seven. I remembered. Okay. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, Feet that race to do wrong. And check this out in verse 19. A false witness who pours out lies. A person who sows discord in a family. In other words, an individual that speaks negatively about an individual. And a person that brings division to a family. Whenever we share gossip, it is divisive. So why is it so important? What's the big deal? Gossip destroys relationships. It destroys and ruins relationships. And as a matter of fact, you cannot love someone and gossip about them at the same time. Thank you. Here's what James has to say about it. James says in chapter 3, says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. What James is saying is on one hand, we are magnifying the name of Jesus. God, I just love you. I'm more than a conqueror. You're so good. But on the flip side, when no one's looking, did you hear about so-and-so? And James says, you cannot praise God and curse people at the same time. Because I want you to get this. Get this. They were made in God's likeness. In other words, they're made in the image of God, the Imago Dei. And I don't know about you, but when I read this, I began to think, am I talking about God's children? For example, how many parents are in the room? You may already know where I'm going with this, okay? Parents in the room. I love my daughter. She's four years old. I have the, had the privilege of being a parent for four years. Best time of my life. I love her. If you don't know Abby, get to know her. She's great. She's awesome. Now, say what you want about me, okay? 
say that me dyeing my hair is ridiculous and dumb and talk about my skinny jeans and how they got rips in them and my pointy shoes. Like, talk about me all you want to and whatever the, uh, else. You don't like my haircut or what. Just talk about me. I'm good because my security is not found in your words. It's found in the word of God. So I'm actually okay with my identity. That's a whole nother message. Somebody, I just, just want to preach. Lord, have mercy, Jesus, okay? My identity is not found in what you say about me. It's found in what God says about me. And so I think sometimes if we're not careful, we put too much stock in people rather than in God. I'm sorry, that's not this message. Just somebody just needs to hear that this morning. And so, but say what you want about me. But the moment you say something about my daughter, the moment you say something about my flesh and blood, my, my wife and I's creation, there's a problem. We, we, we've got a situation, flag on the play, clipping, red flag. Like there's just, there's something wrong. Don't talk about my kid. And I take it very serious because I love my child. As a matter of fact, last week, um, uh, Abby came home from school. And Christina was saying that she, that Abby and another four-year-old were getting into a little bit of an argument, a little bit of dispute. And then all of a sudden, the four-year-old picked up a rock and threw it at Abby and, and hit her elbow. I said, come again? Pero <laughs> como? And I kid you not, church, if I can be truthful, I almost got in my car, went to the school, approached the four-year-old, and said, meet me on the playground. How about that? Bust the move. You throw a rock at me, girl. I'm so serious. And I'm just wondering how God reacts when we talk about his creation. I'm wondering what happens in the mind of God when we talk about his flesh and his blood and the people that were made in his image. I'm wondering if he gets up off his throne just a little bit and says, watch it. Be careful. Because the person that died on the cross for you is the same person that died on the cross for the person that we are talking about. He didn't die for us. He died for the world. He died for every single person. And you may be saying here, well, Pastor Joe, you don't know what that person has said to me and about me. They have hurt me. They've, I've been offended by them. And you just don't know what I've been through. And I have a right to talk about this person. And if we are to be like Christ, just for a moment, if we're to be like Christ and we're to live like Christ, then we need to think as Christ thinks. And if anybody in history has any reason to be hurt, offended, and have vengeance, it is Jesus himself. Because the people that were gossiping about him put him on the cross and killed him. And the whole time Jesus was on the cross, he didn't say, vengeance is mine. Oh, you wait, you about to die. And he didn't say, angels, get them. This is what he said. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They killed him, yet he forgave them. I'm just wondering if there's somebody in the room that would view their person in their life that's giving them the most grief through the eyes of grace. Because if Jesus looks at you and I through the eyes of grace, then maybe we should look at others through the same lens of grace. Because grace is giving something to someone they do not deserve. 
We don't deserve heaven this morning. We don't deserve salvation. But Jesus didn't curse us. He blessed us and said we are overcomers. And I've died for you and I love you and you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And you, I've made a place for you in heaven. How much more should we look at people and say, I forgive you? Some of us are still wrestling with some things and just hold on to your seats because we're getting there. I'm, we're, I'm, I'm going to get there. We're going to talk about some really awesome things. And, uh, but here's what I really want you to understand is this. Gossip's a big deal because it ruins relationships. And if you don't hear anything else I say today, I want you to listen closely. If you don't hear anything else I say today, I want you to get this. If with every conversation you have, is my conversation gospel-centered or gossip-centered? And we're going to break these two things down in just a moment. But if I can just get ahead of myself, a gospel-centered conversation believes the best about people. And a gossip-centered conversation believes the worst about people. See, gospel, we speak life, or gossip, we speak death. So whenever we have a conversation with people, we need to know, if, are they part of the problem or the solution? And then, is my conversation gospel-centered or gossip-centered? And to be quite honest, Proverbs says this, and I know it's cliche, but we got to say it, right? We got to read it. Proverbs says this. That the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. See, gossiping is an indication that there's a heart problem. It's an indication that something's not right in here. Matthew uh, says this, as a matter of fact, in, verse, in chapter 12 of the book of Matthew, it says this. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Your words matter. Your words matter. They don't just stop here on this earth. They follow you into eternity. They follow you into your eternity. So what is the root then? Let's go to this point. What is the root and what is the motive of gossip? What is the root and motive? And I think there's three things. There could be more, but I narrowed it down to three things. The first thing is this, pride. Pride. Right? Have you ever had a conversation with someone about somebody else, and the only reason why you had the conversation is because you wanted to feel validated? Because we don't like to be wrong. Like we want to be right. So, hey, so-and-so did this, but I told them this. Am I right? Yeah, girl, you're right. See? I knew it. If she would just get it, then everything would be okay. Like, if she would just know that I'm right all the time, we'd have no arguments, Right? But we have to wrestle with the fact that pride is the stem of that. And another one, the second one, is insecurity, which, by the way, is still kind of a form of pride. I just separated them because I wanted three points and not just two. I don't know. Anyway, because <laughs> it still is. Insecurity, we want to be made important. We want to feel important. And sometimes speaking the worst in people makes us feel better about ourselves. And maybe not all the time, but there's times where we share negative things about someone else so we can feel better about who we are because we got it all together and yet they don't. We like the feeling of sharing shocking news with people. 
Like we like the shock and awe. Like, oh my gosh, I know something that they don't know and I can't wait to tell them. And it doesn't have anything to do with that person. They're not part of the problem or solution. You just want to say it because it's shocking. Here's an example. I went uh, golfing on Monday and uh, we had lunch and there was a few guys around the table. And as we were eating, uh, one of the gentlemen spoke up and said, hey, did you happen to see that accident on I-4 this morning? I said, no, I didn't, I didn't see that accident. He said, oh, my gosh, it was terrible. Actually, as I was driving by, a body was hung over the fence on, on I-4. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But then immediately I thought to myself, why did you feel the need to share that with me? And some of us in this room was like, well, he's just telling you the truth. Yeah, but that type of news can lead and be a snowball effect that leads into gossip. When we know something someone else doesn't know, I'm not saying what he said was gossip. I'm saying it's one of the roots that can cause gossip. In other words, I want you to look at this. If you're taking notes, everything that is said should be true, but not everything true should be said. Okay? Just because we know something is true does not mean we need to share it with people. Sometimes we need to keep it to ourselves, like the person that just got fired on your job. Nobody around you needs to know about it if it does not apply to them. But yet someone got fired. Ooh, who can I tell? Did you hear he got fired for this? He was stealing from the company. I know. Me too. He was such an outstanding guy. It's better to keep our mouth closed when it's not speaking blessings over somebody than to speak curses over somebody. Let's not say anything at all. As a matter of fact, uh, the University of Texas a couple years ago did a study on, on this, and they said that um, negative social bonding was found to be way stronger with people than positive social bonding. In other words, people felt connected better with each other when they were having a negative conversation versus when they were having a positive conversation. Let that sink in for a moment. That I feel closer to you if I'm sharing something negative versus when I'm sharing something positive. My God, do we need Jesus or what in this room that we would speak positivity in everything that we say and everything that we do, that our conversations are gospel-centered and not gossip-centered, amen? The last thing is offense. I think one of the root causes and motives is offense. I feel offense can turn into gossip real quick. As a matter of fact, you cannot have hostility towards a person and have intimacy with God. Did you hear what I said? You can't have hostility towards a person and have intimacy with God. Matthew says this in chapter 5, Verse 23 and 24, it says, so if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, verse 24, leave your sacrifice there at the altar, go and be reconciled to that person, then come and offer your sacrifice to God. In other words, as you lift your hands and you're worshiping God, but you've got something ill towards another individual, the Bible says, put your hands down, go to that person and make it right with them. Obedience is better than sacrifice. There's nothing wrong with coming to the altar if you're struggling with something. God, I just love you. Help me with it, and I worship you. But what God is saying, if you have no intention on making it right, you need to close up shop, go to that person, because we were designed to live in community with each other. We were designed to help each other, okay? Man, it was not good for man to be, what? Alone. 
That's why it is so important that we reconcile things with people before we bring our sacrifice to God. Here's some things as we're winding down. Here's some things um, that we need to ask ourselves when we're in the middle of a conversation to be able to decipher if it's turning into gossip or not. The first one I told you, if you don't leave with anything else, I need you to get this, and it's this. Is my conversation gospel-centered or gossip-centered? It's the first thing. In other words, is my conversation helpful or hurtful for the person? What picture am I painting about this individual to someone else? Because Ephesians says this. Ephesians says in 429, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. I don't know about you, but I want to speak the best about people. I don't want to speak the worst about people. I want to believe the best in people, regardless of what that person may have done to me. I still know they are a child of God. And I want to be a vessel used by God to bring healing to someone and not hurt and pain to someone. Because God can use you as an instrument to touch somebody else's life. And can I tell you, we got to be careful because we could blow it in people's eyes. We can blow it. One conversation can turn somebody's opinion on whether to come to church or never step foot in a church because of a conversation that we may have. As a matter of fact, James 1.26 says this, and this is, this is tough. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is Is what you're saying about people causing them to view your faith as worthless? Oh, my God, it's got quiet. It's okay. Because I don't know about you, but this scares me. Because the simple conversations that we feel, it doesn't hurt anyone. No one's listening. No one will ever know. It's not what you do in public, but in private that defines your character what you do in private and can I tell you that if in private you are speaking ill about people then your religion your faith is worthless in people's eyes because of what you're saying determines who comes to church and who accepts Jesus we need to look at our situation differently right and I love what Pastor Glenn said he said if you can't change your situation then change your perspective as a matter of fact, you never know the people that are around you. Maybe, just maybe, God has put them there for you on purpose. That maybe the person that sits across from you, it was strategically designed by God because no one else could reach that person but you. And by your words, you can speak gospel into their lives and not speak gossip about them. But because of your words, speaking ill of people, guess what? They will never step foot in a church nor say yes to Jesus. I don't want my words to be worthless this morning. I want them to be worthy of the king. I want them to be worthy of people to hear that they can say yes to Jesus it's about Jesus I had a conversation with someone as I'm closing 
had a conversation with somebody, and they were just telling me all the negative things about this person. My goodness, they did this, and they, they do this. And I thought I knew the person, but I really don't because they do this, this, and this. And, and that person they were talking about was a Christian. And they knew each other. They worked with each other for a while. And, and, I, and I paused the individual, and I said, hey, have you asked them how they're doing? And they said, well, no, I haven't. I said, have you ever stopped and said, hey, how's your soul? No, I haven't. I said, so, so do you think it's okay to talk about them and what they did to you and not talk to them about what they're going through? Because maybe a conversation with that person, you'll begin to find out that they're going through the worst difficult time they've ever experienced. And you could be that person to have a gospel-centered conversation with them and believe the best about them, regardless of the worst things they've said about you and to you. It's not about what people do to us. It's what we do to people. It's how we treat people. It's how we love people. Jesus was smacked, bruised, hair pulled out, beaten, crown of thorns, whipped, and yet as he was on the cross, he didn't say, I curse you. He said, Father, forgive them. Are you so offended because of what somebody has said about you that you're not willing to forgive so you can get your freedom today? Because forgiveness is not for the other person. The forgiveness is for you. So what does it look like to have a gossip-centered conversation versus a gospel one? And I'm done after this. And if you're taking notes, if you're having a gossip-centered conversation, you speak the worst about people. But a gospel-centered conversation, you speak the best about people. Gossip, you're hurtful. But gospel, you're helpful. Gossip-centered conversation tears people down. But a gospel-centered conversation builds people up. A gossip-centered conversation, you speak death over people. But a gospel-centered, you speak life. Gossip offends, but the gospel forgives. The gospel forgives. You know, maybe you're in this room. You say, Pastor Joe, I've been hurt by people that have gossiped about me. And I'm holding on to an offense holding on to something that I know I shouldn't be. I need prayer this morning. Maybe you say, hey, I've been gossiping about people. I've hurt people. I have not had helpful conversations. I've had hurtful conversations. Can I tell you, for both people that I've just mentioned, the first thing we all need to do is repent. Because the whole ill will against someone is just as bad as speaking ill against someone. The first thing I think we need to do is repent. The second thing I think we need to do is say, God, guard my mouth. Guard my lips and what I say about people. Psalms 141 and verse 3, it says this. It says, set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. God, help me with what 
what I say. I want to have a gospel-centered conversation and not a gossip-centered conversation. Come on, as we stand to our feet tonight, all across this room, here's what I would like us to do. I know that doing an altar call on gossip is probably challenging for people because you don't want people to gossip about you, right? I came down to the altar. Who, who, who went? Who, who gossiped? But I pray that after this message, that not just five of you would walk out changed, but all of you would leave changed in Jesus' name. Because I need Jesus just like you need Jesus, just like you need Jesus, just like you need Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I'm coming down to this altar because the awareness that I've had in my life about gossip has blown my mind. Because I have gossiped about people. Newsflash, I've gossiped about people. Chances are, you in this room, you've gossiped about people too. But there's forgiveness in Jesus' name. And I believe that if you're ever so bold to take that step in front of everyone and say, hey, listen, I may have gossiped or I may have been hurt by gossip, but today I am forgiven and I'm forgiving others. Come on, I am forgiven and I'm forgiving others today. Can we do this? I'm going to pray and then we're going to come down to this altar. Can you take your hands? Can you put them over your mouth? Can you put them over your mouth? And can you just say this? God set a guard over my mouth. Come on, guard my mouth. Father, we just pray in Jesus' name, God, that as we lay our hands over our mouths, that God, you would guard our lips and guard our mouth, God, with what we say and what we do. Father, we give you the honor and the glory. Now, church, to those that are so bold to take their next step, and say in unity we agree and believe together that we are not only going to forgive those but we are forgiven in Jesus name come on on the count of three would you make your way to this altar and let's worship together and agree right now that this does not have a hold on us that we're going to be gospel centered and not gossip centered one two three come on would you make your way forward come on would you make your way forward come on would you be so bold this morning to say God I forgive and I'm forgiven I'm not going to have a gospel-centered conversation, but I want a gospel-centered. Come on, God, guard my mouth. Guard my actions. Guard with what I say, to whom I say it to, God. Come on. Come on. Come on, as the worship team leads us. As they lead us, let's worship. Come say, something's changing in the spirit. Something's breaking.